episode two of On the Cusp. And today, I've got my co-host, Matt Snyder, back with me. And we've got Julie Milam, been with me for seven years at EAP. And we're going to talk a little bit about the business plan, the lean canvas, or just do it. All right? What do you think, gang? Go, Matt. Y'all know I think just do it. I think the business plans of old, I will say this, I think the time you put into that, I've seen more people looking at starting a business stop starting a business because of the business plan project than actually do the business plan and then go be super successful. If you can get the ball rolling and get some results, obviously you have a business plan. Everyone has to have some form of business plan in their brain at least. You have to know how your business is going to operate. I'm going to take on clients. I'm going to charge this. I'm going to bill like this. That's a basic business plan. Okay. Got it. So Julie? I would but, you, argue- but Julie, you come from a different perspective. One, you're an analyst in EAP, okay? And you're a business owner. What yeah, are your thoughts? That's right. I mean, I think for some people, you know, they can handle all of the things rolling around in their head and they can execute on that. Some people need to actually organize it and get it written down. Now, the days of the 35, 60 page glossy business plan, I, I think those are probably That's gone. what I'm against probably the most. Yeah, because right. that's yeah. just an exercise in, you know, can you write a, a you know, a plan. Well, let's, let's face it, of the 1400 ideas that we've seen, okay, and when anytime somebody walked in with a 75 page glossy print business plan, I've never read the whole thing. I flip to the financials, I go straight to that, and I start digging into it right there. How do you make money? The business plan that would get you a good grade in a business class in college would not necessarily get your deal done in the real world. I agree because the very day that you finish writing that, it's extinct. It's out of it's out of date in your because ten things you thought were going to happen in that business plan have happened differently. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. Absolutely. But here's but gang, let's let's stop and think about this for a second. If you're going to raise capital, that banker and I hope a banker out there challenges us on this. If if they do, come on. Okay, we'll have you sit right here and we'll do it again. I want that okay. banker to sit there and tell me he reads every word in that business plan. Well, not going to happen. He's not going to happen. He's don't. not. He's not. But when is the time that you got to have a business plan? When is it? I think it's definitely when you're raising a substantial amount of, of capital, whether it be banking it or friends and family round or whatever. Maybe not friends and family, but angel investor, VC round. You know, you, you if you're at the point you're trying to raise $10 million in capital, you better have some really strong projected financials or some really awesome historicals. Solid financial projections is what all the people I kind of reached out knowing we were going to talk about this to that own businesses, they all lean towards we had very solid financial projections was the basis of their planning. Um, and I think that's what a banker wants to see, an investor wants to see, and probably a lot of other people, real estate people and different people. Okay, let's, let's talk a little bit about this. When do you update it? How do you update it? What about you, Julie? So I'm a big advocate for the Lean Canvas. This is kind of a it's, a, it's a simplified version of the business plan. It's got all of the different sections of a business plan, but you can literally do it on one page. And it should be a 20 minute exercise where you literally are writing down bullet points. It helps somebody focus and really organize all those things that are swirling around in their brain. 
and you can update it monthly, quarterly, yearly, whatever works for you right. if something is changing or maybe not working with your business. What about you, Matt? What do you do? I, I do have plans, especially around events, but they stay as a Word document on a screen and it changes every time I have a meeting, every time I move. It's scratch outs, deletes, new things. A plan of action that is always evolving is probably the key to a successful event. Well, that's an interesting skill that somebody's got to have. Whether you're a startup, entrepreneur, okay, or an existing business owner, how do you track the changes, Julie? Wow. So I think that the financials, you, you actually update your projections based on what you know. Did you win that contract? Are you having that event? Right. Did, did something change with one of your vendors? So when those major milestones or those major changes that Does that mean you business, go back and rerun the financials right absolutely. there the minute that? Yes. Do you do that yourself? I mean, if you have that skill set, then yes. If you don't have that skill set and you have a finance person on your team, right. which I think a lot of, for a lot of people is a very important uh, person on the team that you must have, yes, absolutely. Somebody within the organization. Matt, do you do it. that? Do you constantly go back? I constantly go back to my plan, definitely in my mind and thoughts and planning. I don't know that I always write it down. And I was going to say, one of the biggest things that, would be my argument against business plans is the businesses that open or like that are don't do it right off the bat and say, I'm going to write that business plan down, you know, next year or in a few months or after I learn this, they never write it. Mm. So I would almost argue that people aren't doing the business plan, especially once you get into operations. Who has time for that? You're I mean, doing your you're business. At, that's yeah. right. You're running but the business. if you have some accounting software, you know, there's a lot of them out there. They have budgets in there. So people, I think that's how people make the change and do the projections and are constantly updating things. They're saying, what was my budget to actual? How yeah. do I actually They're looking at that? the financials to change their plan more that's than right. looking at a plan to change their financials. Absolutely. I think what yeah. we're saying is we believe even tracking your financials, both projected and real, constantly to shape the strategies of your business. Yeah, but one of the key components of a business plan is always the milestones. When do I achieve success? And okay, it's easy to say, hey, money equals Checks success. Checks are milestones, yeah, milestones. Dave. <laughs> When the check goes into the personal bank account, milestone. Yeah, but for, for, a lot of, for a lot of companies, they really struggle with that. How do I know I'm ready to grow? Because they don't go in and go through the process of literally lining out, when I have X reoccurring revenue at this margin, I know I'm ready to go to the next level. So that goes back to the lean canvas. One of the pieces of the lean canvas, one of the sections is, what are the metrics that I'm gonna actually measure success at? Because a lot of people go into business and they think that the only measure of success for them is the bottom line. And maybe that is, maybe that works for them. But I think for a lot of other companies, yeah. it might be, what is the cost to acquire a, an additional customer? And, and laying out what those measures of success are at the forefront to say, how do I know I'm actually successful beyond just the bottom line? Right. Yes, what you would write down on a business plan as your goal, the why kind of, still matters, whether you write it down or not. The why behind doing a lot of events that I've done has not been to make money. It's been to open the idea to having a festival in Betty Virginia Park, to create more culture in Shreveport. Well, so a financial would not do any real good as long as you're not going out of business, losing money. 
I would even go a step further and to say a lot of people will say, well, my measure of success is the number of customers that I have. Right. Okay, that's fine. Or the number of widgets that I sell. That's fine and great. But if you're not really measuring What's the profit margin for each one of those widgets? If it costs you $100 to manufacture it and you can only sell it for 90, that's not really a measure of success right. even yeah. if you sell 10 million of them. Right. So I, I think, think that's the key though. I think a lot of guys like me that are going to go through those sections, that's what they're going to look for. How how well have you thought out what it is you're going to do and what did you use to price it? Okay, and if you don't have those critical elements in there after you've read the financials, because they're going to go from financials to this piece, okay, you're going to struggle. And they're trying to figure out where this, the hard points are going to be, right? Because nobody wants to go into business, hit that first roadblock, right, and then go, oh my gosh, I didn't think about this. And, I, and that's where a lot of people are going to push. Oh, you got to have a complete business plan. And I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you when, when they hit that point you're talking about where they're stuck, the, fir- the place they're not going to in that moment is their business plan. They're going to their allies, to the people they trust in business. They're going to their business group. They're going back to getting on the ground and getting their elbows dirty. They're going to get in and fix their business. I've never been in a meeting with any client I've ever had where we're looking at a struggle and them go, let me whip out my business plan. <laughs> never once. Really? That has never happened. Have you ever just written them down, you know, where, where the, the, the pain points are, you know, just sat down and just written them down? I think a good entrepreneur is a good solver of problems. So... In a lot of businesses, and I'm thinking about my like retail guys, my guys that are out mm-hmm. selling stuff in a store, they're fixing the problem. They're coming up with the one, two, three to how they're going to fix. First, I'm going to jump in there. That lady just quit. I'm going to run that cash register. Step one. and Because I got to keep right. this money coming in. Step two, I need to put a, an ad out that we're hiring. Step three, I need to hire a good person and stop having to work this cash register. That's how the entrepreneurs I work with basically think. So I think, though, you made a good point because you said a successful entrepreneur is a, is a fixer. They're, kind of, they're solving problems. Right. Some entrepreneurs, though, may not have that skill set or may not understand the business well enough to identify what the problem is. That's why I'm sticking to my guns on the lean canvas because it makes you go through every single aspect of it. And if there's an area on that lean canvas you go, that's what's not working. Then if they I think can't they solve can... the problems, though, you can write it down all day. Well, where on... do you go once you figured out what that the problem is? That lean canvas better be written by go? somebody that knows how to solve problems. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Because if they wrote it, but they don't know how to solve problems, yeah. just, that's but not But Julie, helpful. where do you go? Where do you go to solve the problems? So I, I mean, I'm always gonna, I'm, I'm an analyst, a financial analyst at, at heart. So I'm always gonna go to the numbers and try to figure out what, you know, where's that point that it's not working? Is it the cost of materials? Is it, you know, I, I'm gonna try to figure it out through the financials because I think mm-hmm. they always yeah. will tell the story. Right. Um, but I'm also, you know, if I identify a problem, I'm gonna go to my fellow business entrepreneur or fellow business owners and I'm gonna say, hey man, how did you fix yeah, this problem? Right. I mean, is that not the power of the it, network? That is here? the power, absolutely, and that's where I wanted to go. The network. Do you have that network? 
That's okay. probably the we, biggest you know, thing let, that I bring talk, to my clients. We're on the, look, Shreveport's on the cusp of something really big. Okay, I feel it. It's going to happen. Okay, um, is our network in place right now? That when when I go from client to client, when a problem comes up, I'm able to say, "Oh, I was just talking to Jim that does this, and he was having that problem, and this is what he did." And I'm able to share a lot of those stories, and it widens where is people's that, network. Where is that forum for everybody to, to share those? There's a lot of forums. I mean, there's those business groups, there's SBAs, there's Rotary groups. There's there. I think there's a lot of business groups. It's just you got to be part of it. You got to be part of it, and you got to be the proactive. Key. There's a lot of people that go to those groups and eat their breakfast and go home. Yeah. I don't think that's really beneficial. But if you know you're on a mission to get better at running your business, talking to other business owners, however you have to do that, is valuable. I know my group in the early years, how we did it, was we kind of just got on a routine that every day after dropping our kids at school, we'd stop in to get a coffee at Rhino. Well, the front counter at Rhino ended up being just entrepreneur central. Mm -hmm. And every morning, you'd be like, Oh, hey, Boz. Oh, hey, Grant. Right. Hey, have y'all ran into this? I'm dealing with this. And then you'd solve it. A lot of the events and, and collaborations came from that counter. Yeah. yeah, and I think that you'll find that, you know, some people say, well, I don't know. I mean, they're in, in my same industry, and they're not really going to want to help me. I disagree. I think totally. that the entrepreneurial yeah. spirit is Absolutely, they're Julie. all going to pitch in and help you solve yeah. the problem. You want to be around people that are in the same kind of fight that you're in. It's way more fun to be with other people that think kind of like you and they're dealing with the same situations than it is being an entrepreneur and going to have a conversation with a CPA. Right, very much so. Even though I do love my CPA and she <laughs> yeah. does a great job. Okay, I'm not gonna. I bet she has that. an awesome business plan. Well, you know what I tell everybody? <laughs> you know what? I'm not gonna say any more than that because I'll bet she does, okay? Um, I think that's a very important point that you guys are talking about is having that network and having the people to go to. Because I'm going to tell you, my CPA knows where my daughters go to school, okay? And she also knows, you know, Jamie and I and what, what we do, you know, in our, our, our side hustle and everything. She knows us very well. You must have that person to go to, okay? I don't know anybody in, this, in business that, you know, I always say, I hope your banker knows you and where your children go to school and your CPA does the same thing. You got to have those, those two people. Now, let's, let's jump to another topic in, in business. When you're the entrepreneur, and you've got your business plan, you're working your lean canvas. How comfortable are you in dealing with the unknown? That's, I, I, and, I, and let, me, let me tell you, I think... The entrepreneurs that do well, okay, I wish you knew 100% of everything, but you don't, okay? How comfortable are you with that 20, 30% that you don't know? So I am a worst case scenario planner, okay? I'm the one that in, the, in my financial model or projections or when I'm doing my budget to actual I'm probably going to do two or three different scenarios and I'm always going to do what is that worst case scenario. And I'm probably going to take it a little too far because I would rather see what that looks like and prepare for that than to be overly optimistic and not have a plan. 
So I'm one of those that in my projections, I'm going to project that, you know, sales are going to drop 10%. And, and, and do we have enough to cover everything in that situation? Am I going to project that material costs are going to go up by 50%, which is a reality for a lot of people. Yeah, for a lot days. of people right now, it's hard. What about you, man? So with dealing with the unknown, at the end of the day, business is just like any sport. At the end of the day, you have to have some level of skill. Like, I can coach you. I can come to Julie, and she can analyze my business all day. She can give me all the things to do. But at some level, I have to be able to do it. I have to be able to pivot when things happen. I can't pick up the phone and call Julie every time something changes in business. In business. Everybody knows that runs any kind of local business everything's constantly changing so but how do you deal with the unknown like how do you deal with that what's you try to predict your risks right you try to know i, I like to look at it as an event because events have lots of changes way more than a normal business probably because you're creating this thing from scratch it only exists one day you know you don't no. have time to work the, out everything the weather yeah. okay there's Been lots of unknowns you kind of build over time how I'm going to handle each of these problems, but then you're presented with a word problem like you would right. be in school. And let, let me let me wrap it up. Well, okay. one more point on that. I think too over time as uh, <laughs> over time as you're in business, you get the better. unknowns become less, right? right. Because Absolutely. you have that experience. I've done that before. Yes. I know what That's to right. do. If you're it rains, used to dealing, yeah. let's wrap it up. It, you're used to dealing with the unknown. You know there's risk, you plan for the risk, you do the best job you can to mitigate the risk, okay? But that does not stop you from doing it. And that's what I wanted to get to, And, right? and just like in golf, where it's important to miss where it's okay to miss, you learn that in business. There are spots you cannot miss into. I cannot miss left into that water. Mm -hmm. But if I don't hit the perfect shot and I miss over here, I still make money. That's yep. a business skill. Well, I think we all agree you, you don't have to have a 75-page glossy document, but you got to have something, and we're always going to know the financials. you got to right? know your financials. Definitely. All right. Thank you all. And if somebody out there, you know, that looked at the, um, the, the podcast and there's more you want to hear or a topic that you want to see uh, here on the show, uh, reach out to us, info at eapla.com.